Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at uh, some headlines investors will be paying attention to today. Mm, yes, indeed. China's property sector among them. But first, let's talk about the climate right now, Ryan. It's been risk on, risk off. Where are we now? Yeah, it's a bit of an Omicron tennis match. Mm. So it's all around how we've been getting headlines around positive news, negative news, and it just goes back and forth. And now we are on a risk-off mood and we've seen that in markets, people just going to the sidelines now, selling a bit, taking money off the table. And that's being seen in the futures as well, where we are expecting Asian markets to start lower and that will extend the global slump we saw on Monday. And this, of course, in the midst of a very heavy week for central bank action. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, and this was something that you're previewing in yesterday's edition of the bigger picture. Uh, quite a bit uh, to look at on the calendar, including in the middle of the week where you've got the uh, Federal Reserve in action. Mm, so they are expected to taper stimulus more quickly and signal an interest rate lift off in 2022. So both might pose some challenges to businesses because higher rates might mean higher borrowing costs down the road. So that's something that investors are trying to figure out and digest what that might mean for stocks. And we've seen stocks really go up quite high in recent weeks. So Mm, mm, mm. any excuse to take profit, that's uh, where we are right now. And also weighing on their minds is what's happening in China. The property sector, we've heard about Evergrande, we've heard about Kaiser. Now there's another name to the list, Shermount Group Holdings. There's a sudden plunge in its bonds and shares. And that is just adding more jitters to the landscape in China. Mm, A lot of analysts disappointed at how this is going. I mean, they had put such a store on China's property sector, perhaps time to temper those expectations. And I'm sure they've been tempered considerably as well. Since we are talking about China, uh, we've also seen a crackdown in the gaming sector. But in spite of that, uh, the China Game Industry Annual Conference is kicking off in Guangzhou and people are quite excited about it. Yeah, one of the main things to watch out for in today's calendar, the China Game Industry Annual conference kicking off in Guangzhou. So all this in the backdrop of how we've seen a crackdown on the gaming industry around data, around privacy, and to a certain extent, advertising as well. So that has shown quite a bit of a slump or reflected quite a bit of a slump in the gaming industry. So companies in this space are watching very closely what's the next direction or regulatory change that might come from the um, authorities. So that's going to be one to watch in the coming days as the event unfolds. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this as we go along. I mean, you've got uh, big manufacturers like Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo all there. Sony uh, being a particular company that doesn't have enough supply of uh, the PlayStation 5. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did the saga hear, continues. I did hear a lot of reports in the US about people trying to get them from their peers and then there was a parents network that was set up uh, so that they could share information about where they can get their PlayStation since it's so hard to get it from Sony directly right I I spoke to a a game supplier over the weekend and and he was like dude (laughs) don't even dream it's like impossible (laughs) wow nothing for Christmas 
Uh, oh, next no, I, I already own a PlayStation oh, okay. Five. I, I, <laughs> you got to go to your second and third choice yeah. gifts. Unfortunately, carousel. <laughs> so I'm not buying you the PlayStation Five for Christmas, right? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> okay, Oppo's got. Uh, what, what is this? It's called an, an Inno Inno Day. What, what does that mean? Yeah, like you would imagine, innovation in oh. day. Uh, okay. So this is how Oppo is. Labeling its industry event that's happening today and tomorrow. So, Oppo, for those who might not familiar uh, with the brand, is the number four smartphone maker. And what's worth watching is a slew of hardware products that might be launched. And I am watching very closely for this new foldable phone. It'll be the first from Oppo, and it's going to be what they say rollables. I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see how they will execute this vision a rollable. Foldable phone. Mm. Okay, this is interesting because uh-huh. when you said foldable, I was like, that's not new. We've had foldable phones from other manufacturers and some even in the old days, you know, remember Motorola's foldies? Mm. I had one of those. Uh, but you're right. I mean, the, this sounds quite interesting, rollable. It better not be disappointing though. Um, I understand that uh, Oppo is betting big on growing its market share. Will innovations like these really be able to fuel all of that expected growth? Yeah, we've seen quite a bit of pressure on the likes of Huawei because of all the US-China um, tensions. So they've been trying to grow their market share in the backdrop quietly. Now, and that is something we could actually see happen because we've seen the likes of Xiaomi taking quite a bit of chunk, big, uh, big chunk from Huawei. So something to look out for from Oppo, depending as well on what they actually roll out. If they get that rollable smartphone out of the door. Rollable smartphone. <laughs> How's that going to work? All right, uh, I'm going to skip a couple of things, Ryan, and turn our attention locally where old malls are going on block. Let's take a trip down memory Mm. lane. Uh, Last time you went to Tanglin Shopping Centre? For me, a couple of years ago, my doctor's office was there in one of the upper floors. Um, I believe some people have not been there for many, many years, though. It's a great old-fashioned sort of American Western style breakfast place I think it's on the second or third floor mm. right at the corner it's run by a family I can't remember the name of it right. but I tell you now that that brings back memories I have a feeling everything there is old-fashioned yes in a way in a way the lifts are slow uh <laughs> It's been there for a long time, yeah. but it's got this great <laughs> old world charm. I like sometimes having to yeah. deal yeah, with slow nice. lifts and having to deal with uh, okay. musty uh, atmosphere. It's one of those places I yeah. always walk past. I actually had to look it up on the map. It's between the St. <laughs> Regis Hotel and Orchard Rendezvous. And this is not to be confused with Tanglin Mall. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. close by, but it's not the mall. It's around the corner. Yeah. No, the, and then the, the, the buildings next to it is like like very English, sort of Dutch cottage style, white. Do you okay, remember? Kind of, Tudor Court, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, perhaps Tudor Court. Yeah, See, yeah. We haven't, so we it's like haven't a, been it's there in a long it's time. It's like an outwardly experience kind of thing, right? I mean, you would remember the carpet stores. You can see them from the main road as you ah. drive by. Uh, there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. a little eatery on the ground floor where I go to have my greasy bihun after a doctor's oh. appointment. Uh, so, yeah. Well, <laughs> you see, you be good before you visit the doctor. After Fair. that, you let go. Fair. Greasy bihun and all sorts of things. So, what's happening yeah, with... The story here is yeah. Tangling Shopping Centre is going for on block again for a fourth time. Wow. Mm. So, it has been trying wow. to do so for many years. And the latest price tag, the guide price is 8 $128 million. And no surprises, uh, the previous times they tried to do it was at a higher price. 
So 2011 at 1.25 billion dollars. Mm. So it has cut its price there, and hopefully they get somewhere with the latest um, effort. Our producer Nadira has put in tambua mas. Yes, how could we forget that? There, there, there. Yeah, it was on the upper floors. You had to take the lift and yeah. everything. Eh? Uh, it still is there, by the way. I mean, the sh- the shopping mall is still there. It's just a matter of what's going to happen next. Just, just going to highlight a few more very quickly. Uh, we are running out of time. Uh, Sultan Plaza, City Plaza. So is another one. I think City mm. Plaza really needs to go for an on block. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it is very popular among foreign domestic workers in Singapore, Indonesian True. workers tend True. to go there. It's a great place still. I do go there from time to time to eat uh, because you know I have relatives yes. living in the east. So what are these hopefuls up yeah, to? Yeah, it's a reflection of how all these old malls, and we talk about Tanglin, that's around 50 years old, Southern Plaza, City Plaza, also 50-year-old type of malls and all these older malls are now going on block. So a bit of a trend happening yeah. here and yeah. they will join Golden Mall on the market mm. if they oh, do yeah. go on the market. So that's something to look out for. All these shopping malls going on block. Wow, in the next 5 to 10 years we'll have uh, new malls to occupy our time. I hope that they do get gazetted as conserved buildings though. Huh? There's something really nice about that oldness. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.